The Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today podcast is brought to you in part by Columbia Academy, Jones and Lang Sporting Goods, Zion Christian Academy, Custom Stone Handlers, Covenant Technology, Coach's Corner, Fast Stop Convenience Stores, Lee Company, and Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint. Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint has been the official sports medicine provider for Murray County Schools for more than 40 years. Specializing in orthopedic injuries, their ortho-quick walk-in service lets you bypass the ER. Visit them online at mtbj.net. Local high school sports and beyond. It's on Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today. Welcome back into Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today, presented by Mid Tennessee Bone and Joints. Chris Yalmo, Patton Lawson, Smith in studio with you here at the Front Porch Sports headquarters of WKOM 1017 FM and the Lee Company Studio. 13 minutes to the top of the hour, and we are so excited to be talking about this next. Uh, topic because it was the topic of the weekend and boy did it uh, did it get crazy sorry I... <laughs> especially on Twitter yeah no I I mean Twitter's where everything gets crazy right sure that's fair yeah I when I woke up Sunday morning or Saturday morning Saturday morning sorry when I woke up Saturday morning and texted Mo I knew I knew Mo probably wasn't awake. But uh, Mo was not awake. <laughs> but I figured when he did wake up, he would see this, and it would be the first thing he would see. And it was. <laughs> and, and I took took great uh, pride in the fact that uh, I could start his day off so terribly. Man, <laughs> it was. You know, I'm through half glazed eyes. I mean, it's it's the first thing I do, unfortunately, when I get up, and and it's that's a. Bad, bad personal habit. habit on my part, but that that's the first thing I do is look at my phone. I guess partly because it's my alarm the biggest part of the time. Now, I didn't have an alarm set Saturday, obviously, but um, that that was the first thing I saw, and, and so I had to kind of wipe my eyes out and read it again, and then got on Twitter. Wait, I'm and, sorry, what? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Got on Twitter and started trying to figure out what was going on, and reached out to Chris Lee and said, you know, hey, <laughs> let me know when you're up. So, the of all the ridiculousness that came out of this entire thing, though, the most ridiculous concept to me was the fact that NC State was eliminated from the College World Series because Vanderbilt requested that they be tested. Where is that happening? Now, I know the NCAA does a lot of screwed up stuff, Justin, but but where would you get the idea that one team could request that another team be tested for COVID-19? I guess I can see the, the thought process is that, well, Vanderbilt didn't want to be around people who had COVID, right? So I guess that, that would be a a logical leap is well if one if one of these players is is positive then how many how others? many are right. but that's not what happened no nc state according to kendall rogers and d1baseball.com 
NC State is the one who decided to test everybody because they were hoping to get one of their pitchers back. And turned out he ended up being positive. And then after four positives, it was considered an outbreak, and they tested everybody. That's crazy. It's crazy, but, you know, in the climate that we are currently in, how surprised can we be? Uh at what? At the misguided? At the, at the fact that, you know, the CWS was impacted by the pandemic. If it hadn't been, would have been yeah. more surprising. Right. You know, I mean, uh, to in have some gotten, way. To have gotten through an entire college baseball postseason without anybody being affected by this would have been, that would have been the surprise, I think. Absolutely. Joining us now in the studio is... Vanderbilt super fan. Yeah. Oh, wow. So let, <laughs> JP yeah, Before so, I even speak, you're going to throw that uh, disclaimer out well, there. Well, I, I anybody who's listening, anybody who's listening to this show. I, I just think it needs to be <laughs> no, it is, stated yes. on the front end so yeah. that whatever gets said from this point on, from that end of the table, you take it <laughs> in the proper context journalistic integrity out the window right now (laughs) (laughs) this is this is fan talk and 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 it's i don't know what you're gonna say jp but i promise you you're probably not wrong yeah yeah (laughs) so that's usually the case yeah (laughs) (laughs) yeah when when a guy who is supposed to be on the air right now? He is on the air. Text, he's on. He's on. He's I got on some us. good music playing. Texts us door. and says, "Can I come in during the College World Series talk?" It's like, yes, this ought to be fun. So, the floor is yours. All right. So, yes, I am a Vanderbilt fan. I, I um, my history and my career has uh, bled the fandom out of me for all but really one team slash university Vanderbilt um I do enjoy the Titans but um but Vanderbilt is my true passion so that notwithstanding um you know I I I still look through the prism of my professional experience of of a journalist of uh you know looking at the big picture of things uh it is extremely unfortunate what happened in C-State uh there's no question about it uh you know, because they were the darlings, regardless of whether they were the darlings or not. But to not be able to complete the season and not get that opportunity on the field is the most devastating part for all those involved. Now, from the Vanderbilt perspective, you know, Tim Corbin is is a mastermind, and I think that's why he's so um, successful at his position as the head coach at Vanderbilt, uh, seeing some things that, you know, Corbin is evil and that he's, you know. That he's somehow masterminded this. Yeah. That's insane. That he has, um, you know, that he has ill intentions towards NC State just to gain a competitive advantage. Uh, You know, it's just ludicrous. It's, you know, that's a fan of – Teams that don't like Vanderbilt. Van- Vanderbilt baseball is is the Duke of college baseball. 
I mean, I mean, they really like, are. They're it, the villain it, right it, now. Well, and they have and, been for a couple of years. Uh, well, they've been the villain because of some things that they are able to do with some financial aid. And in that situation, as in this situation, they've become villains in large part because of a lack of understanding on Correct. the part of casual fans. Yeah, success and lack of understanding. Success and ignorance yeah. are two. And, and ignorance not in a bad sense. Ignorance just the lack of just, understanding. Just, just not understanding exactly. what not Vanderbilt knowing. is doing with – with some endowments and that kind of thing. But the fact of the matter is, as far as scholarships go, Vanderbilt baseball fans are still having to pay to go to school. Yeah. So whatever you think is going on with the money, it's, <laughs> it's not what you think it is. Correct. So, so I, I was told that Mason Hickman, Pretty good pitcher out of mm-hmm. out of the Hendersonville area on on the twenty nineteen team. Spent fifty thousand dollars exactly when, to go to Vanderbilt when he probably could have gone to Tennessee a for a ride. lot for less. free for free. So he chose to go to Vanderbilt. Uh, got a little help, but still had to pay. You know, he probably got about what almost would be a full ride everywhere else. Right, still owed fifty thousand dollars. So that's the disparity of what we're talking about. And that's just one player. Correct. Correct. I would dare say that just about every Vanderbilt player over the last fifteen years has a similar story, Mm -hmm. from Pedro Alvarez all the way forward. Yeah, yeah. So, so so there's that. Yeah, and and I know we're up against the top of the hour, but my my biggest my biggest point was, you know, all of this is fine until I started seeing all of those comments about. Corbin, and it may be just a few, but it was more than one, and there was a narrative out there. There is a narrative there out there. There is a narrative and, out there, and, and it's going to be out there. And I wanted to address that just from my personal well, perspective, that, that it's it's ludicrous to think that Corbin somehow manipulated uh, the testing of NC State. Listen, the rules and the protocols were in place before they started playing this NCAA tournament. And, you know, the rules are the rules. Now, you can have a separate conversation and argument as to what those rules should be, but the rules are what they are, and thus you need to play within those rules and abide by those rules. And the more you understand those rules, sometimes the advantage you can receive. And Corbin is a mastermind at understanding. He's just smart. And I, I just th- don't think, But I don't though, think he that, did this. No, I don't think Vanderbilt had played any part in this. Mm-hmm. This was an NCAA situation. This isn't a Vanderbilt situation, Correct. and it's unfortunate for everybody. Yes. I, and it's certainly unfortunate for NC State. It's unfortunate for Mississippi State, who now will likely see both Rocker and Leiter at some point in a three-game series, whereas that may not have been the case had Vanderbilt had to play Saturday. That's correct. That is correct. Which so, is, I think, the biggest part of they got everyone. A, they got a competitive advantage out of this situation. They did. Through no fault of their own. No fault of their own, but they did. You can't deny that fact, but you're right. It, the, it Through no fault of their own. The point that I made to you, Mo, is that as a competitor, as a former athlete, there's always going to be a part of me that says, man, I don't know if if I win it all, I don't know that I'm going to be ever be able to 100% accept it as 
we want it all. And I don't agree with that no, at either. all. No. For, they, for the fact that you beat who they put in front of yeah. you, and that's all you can I'm just gonna, you do. Okay, okay. You control what you can control. Okay, but I played sports for 15 years. I, I was part of championship teams. That's fine, Chris. I still don't agree with you. Yeah. I don't either. I, I'm telling you. As a player who's won championships just as well. Just tables an island this morning on that topic. That's you perfectly fine. All you, can, all, all you can do is beat the people that they put in front of you. That's but you not your didn't fault. beat them. That's what I'm telling you. As well, a competitor, as a competitor, as someone who, if I want, if I'm going to win it all, I want to do it. I want to go so all the you, way. I want to 100%. What happens with injuries? That's not what I'm saying. If we play the game and we win the well, game injuries, like we did on sh- – Injuries don't have anything to do with stuff. Okay. If we play the game and I win the game against nine players, I'm fine with it. He's pulling my thing. Yes, me. I did. I muted you. Cut his mic off. If I win the game and the game is played, I'm fine with it because it is what it is. That's the team in front of me. But the team that I beat – wasn't in front of me. And that's not my fault. It doesn't matter. <laughs> it does. It, it does not matter. It does. No, it doesn't. I'm telling you it doesn't matter. To me, You're wrong. as a guy. <laughs> it I, doesn't matter what you no, think. No, I mean, seriously. I mean, what can Vanderbilt do about I'm it? I'm not saying that there's anything that they, they have any reason to be upset to about. Bad. <laughs> what I'm saying is it's always going to be in the back of my head that I only beat NC State one time, and the one time I beat them, they had 14 players on the field, and it would be in the back of my head going, now, did I say I would accept the ring? Am I going to be the champion? Am I going to say no to the ring? No, I'm not, because we beat everybody else, but there's always going to be that part of me in the back that says, man, I really wish that I could have beaten NC State that second time. And and the, the only concession I will give to your stance is that, this run that NC State has made from that 21-2 loss at Arkansas all the way forward made them a player. I mean, that you can't say that Vanderbilt was going to beat them on Saturday if they had played. By any Even stretch. with nine players. Yeah. I don't know. So, from that's that, my problem. That's my. That's the only issue that I have is that I, I, I wish I could have beaten them. That's all I'm saying. Blame NC State. You didn't have a chance. Yeah. Well, and that's and that's. JP fine. has stepped away from his mic. My so. mic was muted. Oh, we had to throw him off. Yes. He wouldn't let me finish. We were up against the top of the hour. We'll be right back on Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Day. We'll talk to Chip Walters on the other side of the top of the hour on uh, Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Day, presented by Mid Tennessee Bone and Joint. Y'all stick around. When we're out covering sports in and around Murray County, communication between Maurice and I is absolutely vital to our success. When your business needs top-notch communication and local service, Covenant Technology is there, and they are dedicated to helping your business succeed by ensuring open lines of communication to your clients and customers. Contact them today at 615-846-9898 or visit covenanttechnology.net. Hey, folks. While we take a quick break from the show, I want to tell you about our friends over at Custom Stone Handlers in downtown Columbia. Ned Rich and his team at Custom Stone Handlers believe in leadership. And outside of the military, our greatest leader-building platform is sports. Custom Stone Handlers proudly encourages young people to get in the game. You can contact them today at 931-490-4990 or visit customstonehandlers.com. 
Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today with TSWA Hall of Famer Maurice Patton. Here's Chris Yao. Welcome back into Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today, presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint. It is six minutes past the top of the hour, and we come to you live from the Lee Company studio and the Front Porch Sports headquarters of WKOM 101.7 FM. Live on Facebook and on Twitter at SM underscore TN Sports. Check us out there. Again, on Facebook, Southern Middle Tennessee Sports. Just search us, facebook.com slash SMTN Sports and SMTN Sports or SM-TNSports.com. We have the West 7th Cam back up. And thanks to JP not only dropping in for the knowledge, but also... The, uh, the cameras, yes, it's always nice to have. So now we uh, get a chance to visit as it is the top of the hour on Monday. And that means it's time to hear from our friend, Mr. Chip Walters on the Parks Motor Sales Hotline, the voice of the Blue Raiders. Chip, what's going on? Hello, guys. It is already, boy, it is steamy out this morning, isn't it? I don't, I, you know, I don't know because I, I walked in in the shade from from beginning to end, so I don't know. Wow. Yeah. Well, I, I, I walked out of my garage, and I, I promise you, uh, it was, it was, it's already hot. So anyway, but that is what it is. It's it's supposed to be it's June twenty eighth. Yeah, it's supposed to be a high of ninety one today. I think so. Um, it's definitely not as hot now as it's gonna be. Chip, what does the voice of the Blue Raiders find himself doing? On June 28th. Well, uh, actually, uh, you know, as, as, as it seems, my life most of the time is is a kind of a dual track working, uh, working some real estate stuff, uh, that kind of thing. But also uh, trying to get some things scheduled as far as the upcoming Blue Raider Blitz, uh, trying to get those dates on my calendar. Uh, they've asked me to come be part of part of uh, part of those, and so trying to work all that out, and and also just going through some uh, things this morning to think, okay, what might be uh, interesting topics for people today, and and uh, and really things are kind of quiet on campus. Uh, you know, they kids will start coming back next week after Fourth of July, and uh, June is. June is probably one of the most quiet months around. You know, basketball coaches were out in full force over the weekend uh, at different venues. I know Coach McDevitt was in Memphis at an event, uh, and the other assistants were, I know at least one, if not two, were in Atlanta, and not sure where everybody else was, but they were out uh, beating the bushes this past weekend. Chip, you mentioned the Blue Raider Blitz, and um, we've kind of mentioned it in passing here for the last little bit. Might be time to get a little deeper into it because on Wednesday, July 21st, the Blue Raider Blitz will make a stop in Mount Juliet and in Shelbyville. On Thursday, it will be in Franklin and in Nashville. Um, That's July 21st, July 22nd. On July 28th, which is a Wednesday, 
Um, it will stop at Puckett's on the square here in in Columbia from 12 noon to 1.30 p.m. And then in Smyrna later that evening. And on Thursday the 29th, the Blitz finishes up with a stop at Puckett's in Murfreesboro. I'm curious, how does that work logistically? Do they load everybody up on a bus and y'all just take off? Or, or how does that go? You know, they, I haven't been told that yet. Oh. So. Uh, I, I don't know. I'm sure that I'm sure they have uh, somewhat of a plan for that, uh, whether it's on. And I would I would say that would probably be a an easy one. I'm going to I'm probably going to be out and about on my own doing other stuff. So uh, I'll probably just join up wherever they might happen to be, try to schedule my day. Uh, for instance, you know, when they go to Mount Juliet and then to Shelbyville, you know, it may be just a quick run up to Mount Juliet, then back doing some work and then down to Shelbyville that night. But, um, you know, the, the day, what is it? The 28th, I guess, coming mm-hmm. to Columbia, that'll be, that'll be a, a good opportunity maybe to come by and visit with you guys. And have I, you know, I haven't seen, I hadn't been in the radio station and since a lot of the work has been done, would love to have a chance to see that. And, and, um, do some other stuff while I'm down there, but uh, it'll be just in time for you guys. Hopefully, come over and have lunch. Yeah, we're uh, we're not sure how that's going to play out just yet. Yeah, <laughs> either well, way, either way, we know. will have lunch. We will have lunch with you one way or another. Yeah. We will have lunch. Yeah, yeah. yeah right now they're uh, what they're saying. It, it will be from uh, from twelve to one thirty at Puckett's. Mm-hmm. There are going to be some ticket giveaways. Coaches will be there. I think stock in the in the uh, in the uh, uh, coordinators will be at all of these stops, and then you will have a mixture of other coaches. Uh, you know, you might have Coach McDevitt at one stop, Coach Stencil somewhere, Coach Toman, or you know some of the other coaches. Whether it be you know you might get lucky and have Coach Dean Coach Dean Hayes in there somewhere. But uh, I know, I mean, it, uh, Coach Stock will be at all of these. So it'll be a good opportunity to come uh, to be part of that. So that'll be fun. Uh, and, uh, you know, it's, it's, uh, I think there's, there's a little, little uh, excitement kind of going with that. A little additional note here. Uh, I don't think we talked about this last week. Uh, in addition to the, uh, to the Blitz coming up toward the end of the month, Next Wednesday, which will be the seventh, there's going to be a family fun night uh, with uh, in at Strike and Spare, uh, which in Murfreesboro, which is in a new location. Uh, Mo, you're old. Uh, you probably remember when uh, the Bowling Alley was right there on Broad Street. Yeah. Well, now now Strike and Spare, which is our, our pal uh, the, Larry Schmidto and, mm-hmm. and his group own all the Strike and Spares. It is in the it is in the uh, Sears building uh, out at Stones River Mall. It's huge. I mean, it's got everything in it. It's got laser tag, skating rink, bowling, uh, bumper cars, you name it. And on that night, uh, from five until eight o'clock, uh, normally the twenty dollar wristband that gets you unlimited whatever uh, of those those activities. Is just ten bucks, and it uh, and half of that goes back to the BRAA. So it's a, uh, it's going to be, and, and there'll be all kinds of 
food, uh, free food and soft drinks while they last. Uh, souvenir cookies. I don't, I'm not sure what a souvenir cookie is. They don't last <laughs> long enough in my house to be souvenirs. Uh, lightning will be there. So there's a, there, uh, it's, it's a busy month of July with, with a lot of fan events. Uh, kind of get, beat the drum, get it going before camp starts right around the 1st of August. Visiting on the Parks Motor Sales Hotline with the voice of the Blue Raiders, Chip Walters. Chip, that sounds pretty exciting. Uh, going back to the Blue Raider Blitz for just a second, you know, with the local flavor that's on both the baseball and softball teams, it'd be kind of cool if Toman and Jeff Breeden both wound up over here to kind of um, knock around some things with them. But I guess that lineup is still yet to be determined in its entirety. Lineup card has yet to be turned in. So we will uh, – but that is a very good point, and uh, and, uh, and 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 I may may make sure to to uh, drop that little hint uh, just to see if that's part of the plan already. Very well, could be uh, the the biggest thing that determines who is uh, who, who what coaches are at certain events mm-hmm. is the recruiting is the recruiting calendar Absolutely. this time of year, <laughs> yeah. and that 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 is that is uh, the biggest part of it. So. You know, it'll. Uh, I had a chance. As a matter of fact, just ran into Coach Toman yesterday. Uh, he happens to live on my street, and and we just were talking about you know the events of what's going. You know what happened in Omaha over the weekend, and and uh, and, and you know, and he, he was talking about his own team, and and you know it, it can be a little frustrating uh, when, like in NC State's case. You, you are you are not allowed to mandate you know vaccinations things like that and but you know you know then you have the protocols that that go along with that and you know and, and I've seen you know several you know there's a, a lot of you know I've seen several of your posts Maurice and and I, and I, I tend to agree come down on, on, on your side, or not necessarily that, that there's a side to this, but, mm-hmm. you know, when you, you, if you do not, it, it's almost like free speech. It's like, yes, you have the right to say what you want to, mm-hmm. but you also have the right to suffer the consequences of what you say. Sure. Um, and, and, and I think that, that, that goes along with the vaccination things is that, you know, that, that's part of you. You're you're part of you know a team, and your team is part of an organization trying to play for a national championship. And 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 I, I think I, I made a, a reply to someone's post that that you know the whole thing with NC State, you know, as distasteful as it is at any point throughout the tournament. Mm-hmm. You know, we saw it with VCU on the men's basketball tournament. Theirs just happened to happen before the thing started. This one happens, you know, when you're in the final four, and they they probably made the correct decision by following the protocols that they had in place at that moment. But then the question becomes: Are the protocols, you know, should they have been updated? by mm. at, at this point that's to me that's where the the question is i, I think they probably you know it's it's not an easy decision at all 
and 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 you know it probably was not, for the one for the one guy on the NCAA uh, committee uh, medical committee who's a Vanderbilt grad. I'm just kidding. That's a, <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> yeah it, NC State conspiracy theorists over here. Yeah, yeah, that's. Well, I mean, well, I, did, I did see that this morning. And I thought, well, that's. I mean, I don't think that made a difference, but it is kind of, you know, ironic. Well, I mean, it's, it's like the you know the meme that's gone around all the weekend with the one with Doctor Fauci in a Vanderbilt Vandy jersey. Yeah. yeah, and uh, when it he after he had like come to speak, yeah, but you know, it, it's it's extremely tough, and and and. Uh, and you know Greg Sankey, the SEC commissioner, he he uh, he has uh, you know come out and said that uh, you know he's going to use the uh, video of the guys on ESPN basically coming on at two a.m. in the morning and saying we're not playing and uh, and using that you know, to, to send out to the schools and said, you know, here is exactly what could be happening to your football or your volleyball team or your soccer team this fall. And, you know, and, and he, while he says, and this is, uh, you know, kind of taking his words a little bit. And he just said that while the SEC or any conference for that matter, cannot require its players and coaches to take the vaccine due to the patchwork of state legislative actions within the conference footprint. But much like the NFL isn't making its personnel get vaccinated, but they're saying the NFL is more than happy to make life difficult for those who don't. And the SEC has, I mean, Sankey has come out and said the SEC is going to be much less sympathetic for if if an outbreak occurs on a team this year uh, because of the resource, I think basically because he's saying the resources to keep you away from that are out there. Sure. Yeah. So that's per- kind of, it, it, it's made, it, it has been obviously good for water cooler talk this morning. Oh, for abs- sure. absolutely. Um, and you know, I think, Bottom line, my biggest thing, Chip, and when you've been around athletics as long as we have, uh, you know, you hear coaches say all the time, control what you can control. It would seem like to me that this would fall under the controllables. Right, exactly. And, 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 you know, uh, what tact did, uh, and just pulling out of the air, uh, Elliot Avent at NC State was very much a you guys make your own choice. Did not really push, apparently, from what you read and see, did not push, uh, push it as hard. And then you look across the, in the other dugout, apparently, Vanderbilt was 100% vaccinated. Um, so, you know, was Tim Corbin. Uh, what did he do as uh, to make his case to his players uh, of why you know you should do it, or what are the advantages of having a full team vaccinated as opposed to not? And uh, from a participation standpoint, and 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 you know, 
it's the the thing that kind of bothers me is is you get all this avalanche of stuff on social. Well, they ought to just change the rules now and let them play. Well, why would you do that? Uh, when, you know, when you, uh, started, you know, with, with another set of rules. So uh, it, it, it is, there's, there's no answer that's going to make, you know, everybody happy, I, I will including say, all, including all those with the university of Facebook epidemiology degrees <laughs> that are, that are uh, out there at this point. I will say that contact tracing has been kind of iffy at best and i'm not sure that well, it's helped or hel- helped slow the spread in baseball which is by far the most socially distanced sport correct except so, when you're in the dugout and and you know and that that kind of thing but i think you're right social yeah contact tracing has probably been if you ask every every college coach out there and i can and i can tell you for a fact you know through at middle with in particular the ones that I work with the most with coach stock and coach McDevitt and coach Ensel that the amount of time that they and their ops people had to spend this past school year on trying to avoid uh, the, the, the contact of people, you know, and they, I mean, they had to strategize even, okay, who, is going to sit within six feet of somebody on a bus. Uh, I mean, like it's, it's kind of, it's crazy. Okay. If this guy, you know, has, if this guy has, has, has already had it, well, we're going to stick him between two people that have not had it, you know, to try to, to manufacture Mm. that distance and, and, and talking to coaches, it has just been, Gosh, let us get back to doing what we wanted, what we what we do and love, and and not have to spend half your day on on all of this kind of stuff. And you know that's you know it's going to be interesting to see how how it plays out. Right now, you know, middle has not yet come out, but I think it's uh, within the next week or ten days. I expect them to announce that everything's going to be a hundred percent open. Uh, Tennessee's already done it. It's, it's happening, uh, everywhere. And I think everybody's ready for that, but, you know, uh, as, as participants ourselves, we've got to do our part to help make that happen also. It's going to be, uh, this, this season is going to be maybe even weirder than last season. Hmm. Because, I'm not sure that's possible. Well, you're you're not going to have the scheduling issues in high school sports that you had last year, but I think it's going to be weird in that it's going to come out of nowhere, just like this did. You know what I mean? Like when something happens, it's gonna it's gonna be like, wait wait huh what I thought I didn't even realize that this was still a thing, and right. so it's just gonna be it's gonna be one of those surprise moments, and you hope it doesn't happen in the college football playoff, you know, like this did basically. So it's it's certainly going to, it's not going away. And the situation that, you know, that everybody finds themselves in is we have to abide by the, the rules and the regulations that have been set forth. And you can't just change them in the middle of 
of the season. You can't do that. So no, but, but, but you know, but here maybe they do a better job of of updating the you know, or are we still playing under the same protocols in baseball that we were in basketball, right? Or has or have things changed enough to where they can be updated and you know and all that so it'll be interesting to see and hopefully uh you know as of this week that the two teams that are left you know can get through the week unscathed and and a champion be crowned that's what we uh that's what we're hoping for the whistlers against the cowbells just just watch it on mute (laughs) exactly just just watch it on mute chip thanks so much man we got to get out of here but we appreciate you as always all right. By the way, did you did you stay till the end of the game the other night? Did I? I did stay. I watched the walk off. I noticed you oh, well, uh, dipped. I noticed you dipped out. But I don't well, know. we 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 started walking around and just kind of moving around the ballpark, and yeah. then we did leave at the stretch. And and I and, and it, because the game was just it wasn't dragging. It was just a long game. And uh, and believe it or not, I mean, I left I left uh, the ballpark during it walked out during the seventh inning stretch. And as I was pulling in my driveway in Murfreesboro, you had the walk off in the bottom of the night. So it, uh, so I experienced it all just from different locales. So, <laughs> well, the late start, the seven oh five starts a little late, but I, I guess I get it. I mean, you're you know you're trying to beat the heat, so is yep, what it is. I got you. But all right, uh, boys, appreciate you, man. We'll talk to you all next right. week. See ya. Bye. Chip Walters on the Parks and Motor Sales Hotline. Joining us as he does each and every Monday. We're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we're going to talk about the Atlanta Braves and the Nashville Sounds on Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Day, presented by Mid Tennessee Bone and Joint. Stick around. We'll be right back. Keep your home as comfortable as possible. If you have any issues with your air conditioner, electrical, or plumbing systems, call Lee Company. Our techs use visual findings and other technology tools to add transparency and clarity. You see what we see, whether we're in a crawl space or on the roof. We're here 24-7, so if you need us, call us. Lee Company, call 931-548-4448 today or schedule your appointment at LeeCompany.com. That's LeeCompany.com. It's Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today. Once again, with Mo, here's Chris. Welcome back into Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today, presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint. We just passed the bottom of the hour here in the Lee Company studio. Coming to you live from the Frontport Sports Headquarters. I'm WKOM 101.7 FM on West 7th Street here in Columbia, Tennessee. Mo Patton, Lawson Smith, Chris Yow with you here. Happy to have you along with us on Facebook, on Twitter, on the podcast, if you're listening. And if you missed any part of the day's show, real simple, go back and listen on the podcast. You just check out our website, sm-tnsports.com, where you can download the podcast or listen to it right there on the front page. It's uh, There's a Spotify link. You can just tap that, and you're good to go. We need to talk about the Atlanta Braves, and... To be honest, 
a split of the series against Cincinnati was more than I expected. I don't know what I expected just from the standpoint that I don't I don't think I realize how good Cincinnati is. They have a really good offense. Yeah. And I mean, I guess we should know. We you know saw them in the first round of the playoffs last year. Yeah, but that team's changed a lot since it then. Has. I mean, for one, Trevor Bauer's not there. There's that. And you know, they ran a guy out Saturday afternoon who was two and ten. And the Braves lost to him. Yep. Now he's three and ten. It, and pitched well. Yeah. Looked really good. Yeah. So I I mean, maybe he's their Drew Smiley. Who, by the way, has pitched fantastic since the beginning of May. Well, and thank goodness. <laughs> because the number of people that you can say that about that wear a Braves uniform is not a it's not a long list. And those you can are on the IL. <laughs> you know, we, you and I texted yesterday, I guess it was, when Chris Martin threw a clean sixth in relief of – who started yesterday? Was it Ian Anderson? It was – no. It was um, – It starts to run together after a while. It was, Ian Anderson is who lost to – to Castillo? To Castillo. Okay. So, whoever I don't it was yesterday. Who got the win yesterday. I don't either. Because, I, I mean, it could have been any. I, I mean, the Braves' rotation is just. Oh, Kyle Muller got his it, first Muller. major league win. I was thinking it was a young kid. Yeah. Yeah. So, Muller throws five shutout. And then, right. again, Chris Martin comes in and throws a clean six. And it's like, then it was, where did that guy come from? Was it Jackson? Then, then it was Jackson. Then it was, was it Shane Green? Shane Green and then Will Smith. Yeah. It, boy, if you could get that out of those out four of the, guys. Yeah. I, I just, <laughs> I wish Chris Martin could do that in a close ball game in the eighth instead of in a four-run game in the sixth. Like he did last year? Yeah, yeah. Where if there were runners on base last year, and we brought Chris Martin in. They stayed where it, they, were. they were. Yeah, they didn't move. Yeah. So. And and that's that's what you got to have out of this team. I mean, it, well, especially now, when your starting rotation is patchwork. Well, when you've got so many young kids going, it, it's kind of like a conversation I was having with somebody about Christian Smith for Vanderbilt last week. You know, when you've got these young guys going and pitching their fannies off, you've got to do something behind them. Well, that was me and you. Yeah. Was that us? About the four errors. Okay, yeah. 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 you got mean, a, you got a high school kid out there pitching yeah. in the World Series. Yeah, literally. Don't make four easy errors. <laughs> Good Lord. <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, you know, and it was nice to see the bullpen back up. Yeah, Kyle Muller like that because he did throw well against a really good offensive team. So, I don't know this to be a fact. Maybe you can help me out because I'm not sure. But Charlie Morton and Drew Smiley may be the only two people in the starting rotation who started this season in the starting rotation. Yeah, because I don't think Ian Anderson was initially in the rotation. He wasn't, so... Yeah. 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 That's insane. For right now. 
I mean, Max Freed's going to come off the IL this week, I would think. But as of he's this supposed moment, to pitch Wednesday. Yeah, but as as of right now, but he would have pitched today. Well, or yesterday, good, yeah. maybe. Yeah, he 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 would have been the next starter up uh, after Anderson in the in the mm-hmm. five hole. I guess I. That's what's so wild about this team is that, I mean, yes, they've struggled. They've not hit the ball well. But that being said. They've not had a consistent lineup all year either. Yeah. I mean, this team has dealt with a lot. But at the same time, the guys that they have been able to run out there on a consistent basis have not been consistent either. I mean, Freeman, Albies, Swanson, Riley, Acuna, they've all had stretches where they were not very good. Yeah. I mean, two or three weeks at a time mm-hmm. Some for some of them. And that's outside of Riley, who his stretch was at the beginning of the year. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And but he has really heated up since. Since and, then, and, he's been fun. But. And, and he's been consistently so. Now, he has had some defensive lapses. After starting the season really well. Yeah. So, <laughs> so I guess maybe he just took that extra defensive practice and went to the cages. I don't know. So, you know, uh, I was – having an exchange on Facebook with somebody over the weekend who said that the Braves may be the most disappointing team in the National League based on what expectations were. Now, again, yes, they've had but. a lot to deal with. <laughs> yeah. You know, you lost Darno. And you and lost Ozuna. A lot of people think, well, you lost Darno, and yeah, he put up good numbers last year offensively or whatever, but he's your catcher. People don't realize how important the catcher is to your defense. Yeah. That's where you lose. I mean, Kevin Smith, don't get me wrong. Contreras has been pretty good. For a young kid. For a, for a kid his age, he's been pretty good. For a kid who shouldn't be. If we here. could hit Contreras and catch Kevin Smith, I'd be I'd feel better about it. <laughs> but we can't. No, no. So... I mean, it's just it, it's it's an unfortunate situation because you did you you lost Darno, who is basically the quarterback of your defense, and you lose and a silver slugger, by the way. You lose Pache, which defensively, you know, at this point, I'm Heredia has been a godsend. A godsend. I mean, he has Heredia has been Waskar Enoa, yes, of the offense and the defense. I mean, that play he made in center field. The other day was just insane. Yeah, yeah. So, I, I mean. So, with that said, I mean, your your two biggest losses obviously have been Darno and, and Ozuna. Yeah. And there was some interesting stuff over the weekend with him as well, but we're not going to get into it. Um, I, I still hold out hope for this team. I'm just, just telling for the, you. Just for what's there, but. They're going to have to make a move of some sort, either a player move or a coaching staff manager move, just for the fact that this team needs a spark. They need something. I don't know. I don't know if it's going to be a McGriff type thing, but there is going to have to be something done to shake up that clubhouse. Yes, I agree completely. Uh, Here's the thing, though. The New York Mets... They look like they're seven games above five hundred, and they are. But they are they have there are three games they haven't played. Yeah. Okay. So they could be 
just, you know, a few games ahead of the Braves right now instead of what it looks like. In fact, you know, when I was sitting here typing in these numbers for, for the run of show, it's like 40 and 33. How are they 40 and 33 when the Braves are 37 and 40? But there's a ser- they, they did not play the Nats. The first game, the first the series se- of the year. Yeah. So, so, I mean, that's that's a situation where I'm telling you, and I said this, I said this in mid-April, 500 may be good enough to win the division. Two <laughs> Four or five games above. If you if you can win eighty six games, you can win this division. Hey, here's the thing: you're going to have to win this division. Yes, you're not getting in otherwise. Yeah, because the two wild cards are probably going to come out of the West. Whoever doesn't win between the Dodgers, Giants, and Padres, I don't know because that Central is so bad that one team gets good. And it's over. The central is bad. The central is bad, but that's why I'm I'm not sure that one team is going to get good enough. Besides whoever wins it, well, to the be Brewers better than the Brewers, are LA, win. San Francisco, San Diego. The Brewers are going to win that division if they just keep up what they're doing. Okay, but who who's going to who the Reds? That's what I'm telling you. The Reds have an opportunity because the central is so bad. I, I guess this is this is where you've got to win the division to get in. Oh, the the East definitely. You got to win the East. Yeah. Period. Yeah. But eighty six may get you there. So one move, who knows? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's it, it's gonna be it's gonna be uh, just insane to watch this play out from the All Star break on. And speaking of the All Star break, three Freddie, finalists, Freddie Freeman. Ozzy Albies and Ronald Acuna Jr. the third are, mm-hmm. um, and and I, I'm, I'm a little disappointed that Riley's not. But I am too. He's still a young kid, and he hasn't quite made the name for himself on a national level. I don't think that Albies and Acuna have. I would agree with that. And 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 it's not like he's just been so so much better than everybody else that right. you can get right. away with it. I mean, he's he has been clutch. He's been really good for us, but I don't think he's been just otherworldly to make everybody in the country go, we got to vote for Austin Riley. Right. right. So I get it. Um, so vote for those three, I guess. Yep. Uh, somebody, <laughs> Freeman, who has not been very good, is still <laughs> among the top three in – just about every statistical category for first baseman in National League. So, there you go. I mean, we don't think he's been very good because, I guess, relatively speaking, We've seen he's it. not yeah, Freddie he's, Freeman he's of old. Been, right. He's not been MV-free. But he's clearly been pretty decent. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, as first basemen go. Apparently. So, anyway. So, the Braves are off today. 37 and 40, they take on the visiting New York Mets tomorrow, who come in at 40 and 33. It'll be Charlie Morton, 7 and 3 with a 368 ERA against the Mets starter Tyler McGill, still without a decision with a 415 ERA. Again, the Braves shut out Cincinnati 4 nothing yesterday to split that four game series at the Great American Ballpark, which I traditionally called the Great American Small Park, but 
370 in the power alley. The the ball wasn't flying this weekend. Like I mean, well until Sunday. Well, yeah. <laughs> but there were some balls hit Friday and Saturday that it's like, how did that not get out? Especially in Cincinnati. I mean, there was a ball on Sunday that uh, Martin gave up that had track power to that power alley that Acuna made look routine. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Acuna makes a lot of balls look routine. Um, we would be remiss if we, and I know we are way past break, yeah, but Mike Soroka. Yeah. Fire everybody. <laughs> Mike Soroka goes down with uh, a, another complete tear of the Achilles over the weekend, just walking back to the dugout after throwing a bullpen session. And as you said, it doesn't make sense. What is the problem with the Atlanta Braves and their medical staff? What is going on? How? Whose fault is it? And if you can't pinpoint one, fire everybody. fire everybody. That's it. I mean, you're dealing with a kid who was going to be, had he not gotten hurt, a Cy Young favorite. I mean, there's nothing you can do about injuries. They happen. But I don't know if there was a rush. I don't know if somebody got lackadaisical. I don't know what the situation is. But I feel like if you tear the Achilles twice, the same Achilles twice in less than a year, you're talking about career-threatening, I would think. Yeah. I don't even I don't, at his age. Yeah. He's 20, what, 24? It's going to take a lot for him to get back yeah. and it's going to and, and it needs to be very very slow process. Because like you said, it all, needs to be 23 before he pitches again. I agree. I agree. And that's that's unfortunate. And, and maybe he may never get all the way back. I'm not sure we'll ever see the Mike Soroka we saw last year. And that's tragic. It is. And, and it's, it's not and it's, it's not the first time. It's it's bothersome, you know, to see someone as talented as he was not be able to maximize that talent because you feel like somebody dropped the ball. And I mean maybe it was just I, I don't know. Uh there's so much that we don't know about it, but it just feels like it feels like he was rushed back to me. Yeah, it certainly does. Uh, let's get this day in Braves history before we take a quick break. June 28, 2013, during a pregame ceremony at Turner Field, Chipper Jones was honored following his official induction into the Braves Hall of Fame earlier in the day. With the unveiling of his jersey number 10 on the outfield wall, the 40-year-old third baseman slash left fielder became... <laughs> Oddly enough, the 10th player to have his number retired by the franchise. Joining Hank Aaron, 44, Warren Spahn, 21, Eddie Matthews, 41, Phil Necro, 35, Dale Murphy, number three, Greg Maddox, whose name actually ends with an X, number 31, Tom Glavin, 47, John Smoltz, 29, and Bobby Cox, number six. Whose name also ends in X and was a former player. (laughs) (laughs) Of course, the Braves took care of business on the field. I mean, they weren't going to dishonor Chipper Jones on Chipper Jones night with a 3-0 win over visiting Arizona as Andrelton Simmons homered off ex-Brave Randall Delgado 
And Dan Ugla tripled and scored with Mo Patton in the stands. Oh, there you go. Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> Angleton Simmons homered. <laughs> That's amazing. Oh, who'd have thunk it? They go figure, huh? <laughs> yeah, go figure. All right, we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we're going to talk a little NBA coaching news because it's, uh, well, it's been a wild weekend. And everything else might as well be wild in the NBA, too. So stick around as we come right back on Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today, presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint. Fast Stop Markets is a full-service, family-owned convenience store chain located in 14 locations throughout Middle and West Tennessee. For those in our listing area, you can find them in Columbia, Centerville, Lawrenceburg, Spring Hill, Dixon, and White Bluff. Fast Stop partners with wholesale fuel brands like Shell, Marathon, and Exxon, delivering a consistent customer experience that is fast, friendly, and clean. If it's not already, it will soon become your go-to store to shop in town or on the road. Fast Stop Markets is proud to be keeping you moving in Tennessee. Welcome back to Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today, the sports talk show you've always wanted. Welcome back into Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today, presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint. Chris Yow, Mo Patton, Lawson Smith in studio with you. The Lee Company studio right here in the front porch sports headquarters of WKOM 101.7 FM. Thanks for joining us. We are seven minutes to the top of the hour, so this is a short segment, but we definitely wanted to get into this. But first... With the least surprising news of the year, Simone Biles has uh, punched her ticket to Tokyo. <laughs> for, for those who thought she might not be going, she is. Yeah. I, real quick, and I know we got something yeah. to get to, but looking looking at an article on ESPN.com by Ryan McGee on the Vanderbilt-Mississippi State Championship Series. Eight experts' picks as to who's going to win it. Mike Rooney and Clinton Yates have picked Vanderbilt. The remaining six, Carl Ravitch, Tom Hart, Chris Burke, Chris Budin, Ryan McGee, the writer of this article, and Eduardo Perez all picking Mississippi State, just for what that's worth. Okay, well, if you say so. Yeah, I'm just reading. If you don't pick Vanderbilt in this, you're crazy. And how do you – How do you? I how mean, do you pick against Kamar Rocker and Jack Leiter? How? So, you don't. Well, and Mississippi, by the way, Mississippi State's offense ain't been any better than Vanderbilt's. It'll be an interesting series. I just, I would have expected more than two of eight, quote, experts to have picked the reigning national champions. Whatever. Okay. All what right. do we know? Go ahead. Who are we and what do we know? No, nothing. Um. This kind of got brought up because it has a semi-local Tennessee. It has Tennessee flavor. Mm-hmm. Penny Hardaway, not only has he interviewed for the Orlando Magic head coaching position, but seemingly a strong candidate. Now, third-year Memphis coach, three he, years, three, three years removed from East High School in Memphis, right? <laughs> and potentially the next coach of the Orlando Magic. Which, I mean, basically, Penny has said, let's just refollow my playing career. 
There you go. I mean, Memphis to Orlando, this works. Won't, won't be the first time. Won't yeah. be the first time. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, and and as as far as coaches go at, who are former NBA players, at least he kind of did it the right way. He's not the Jason Kidd guy who just randomly just, they just threw in as a head coach somewhere. You know what I mean? Or who's the coach of the Nets? I, I the guy that, that was, just walked in off the street. You know, uh, uh, what makes this fascinating to me is if he leaves Memphis after three years, after the overthrow that was Nash, plotted. Steve Nash. That's what I thought, yeah. After the overthrow that was plotted to get him in there, you know, if you if you were involved in that, What's your reaction to the possibility of of him leaving after three seasons? Yeah, I mean, you'd you'd be upset, as well. He should be. I get it, but it's um it's interesting. I I, I think he would be a fine coach in the NBA. Hey, based on what? Well, based <laughs> on the fact that you know what he's done at Memphis since he's been there, he's been you know he he's been solid. He's kind of gotten them back to relevancy in the AAC. I, I think. You know, again, he has a better resume than any other former NBA player who's a coach in the National Basketball Association right now. Coaching Russ. Say that again. He has a better resume than any former NBA player who is a coach in the NBA right now. Nate McMillan would like a word. What? Okay, let's talk about Nate McMillan. Let's let's go over his. his um, resume here. So as a coach, the only thing he ever coached before coaching in the NBA was the Olympics. As a, Okay. Okay. I see what you're saying. Has a better resume entering the yes. NBA. Okay. All right. My bad. I misunderstood what you were saying. All right. I mean, that's kind of, Okay, I, I get that. I mean, that, if we're going to hire former NBA coaches to coach, Penny's done it the right way is my point. Former NBA players to coach. Uh, yes. Yeah. Okay, yeah, I, I see what you're saying. That makes sense. I miss, Like I said, I misunderstood what you were saying. Okay. And that's just me. Now, yeah. Chauncey Billups just got hired in Portland. Well, he was on the Clippers bench most recently. You know, he was um, – obviously he's played – Sure. I don't know who else he was an assistant with prior to the Clippers, but I can you know. tell you this: people are blaming Damian Lillard because apparently they're upset that Billups was accused of sexual assault. What 10, 10 15 years ago, mm-hmm. and Lillard was like, "Dude, I was eight. They gave me <laughs> they gave me the names. The only one I'd ever heard of." <laughs> Was Chauncey was Billups. Billups. So that's what I said. Well, now Becky Harmon did interview Hammond. Hammond, yeah, did interview. And and if if he had not heard of Becky Hammond, then that's on him, right? And if you coach with Pop, that that should carry some weight somewhere. One would think so. But hey, I I just think it's interesting that uh, where we are in the NBA coaching world at this point. Uh, you don't have to have been an assistant for 10 years 
to get a to get a shot now, and I think that's unfortunate because well, it's unfortunate for those people who have been assistants for right. ten years. Yeah, and, and, and you know, you throw yourself. And how do you combat that? I I think it's a I just think it's a poor decision making on the part of the owners. So again, they're trying to sell tickets on the front end, not the back end. Mm. Stop that! Don't do it. It's not worth it. We got to get out of here. See us tomorrow, nine o'clock on. Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Day presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone Joint for Lawson Smith and Mo Patton. I'm Chris Yow saying have a great day and stay cool, Columbia.